0: And welcome to Quiet Confidence with Dr. Tess Crawley. How are you today? It's been a little while since I've if you are listening to these episodes as they're published, it's actually been a week in between episodes, which is a long gap for me because I actually do try and bring you a new episode every, at least every few days. I really wanted to try and have a new episode every day. But um, I'm realising, of course, that life does get in the way sometimes. Last time I spoke to you, I mentioned that uh, my self-care was the topic at the time. And not just my self-care, but of course your self-care as well. Looking after ourselves, paying attention to what our needs are. And uh, it turned out that just after that episode, I was a little bit unwell. And so I have actually taken some time to regroup get my energy back and now I'm back on board feeling much better for the rest. So I wanted to talk to you today about a topic that has been playing on my mind for a good week or two and the topic is mindset. Now mindset is a word that you may already know, you may already have heard of because this is a bit of a buzzword at the moment, mindset. Now if you have read anything on mindset at all, you've probably read or at least heard of the book Mindset written by Carol Dweck, who's a researcher in America. And she's done some great work, which is really influencing, certainly here in Australia, it's really influencing how education is, um, what direction our educators are coming from with kids. So the key topics that Carol Dweck talks about are fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And in a really, really basic nutshell, a fixed mindset is a mindset that is based on fixed attributes such as intelligence or physical strength or physical attractiveness. So in the schoolroom, for example, a fixed mindset based around intelligence would have the downside of kids who reach a, who are doing really well in school, they're being praised for being smart, for being intelligent, which is a fixed attribute, and they hit a particular challenge that they're finding difficult, and what Carol Dweck found was that those kids were more likely to give up because they would internalise the belief That if it's difficult, that means I'm not smart enough for this particular challenge and so therefore I won't try. Now the other side of the coin is the growth mindset. So Carol Dweck says that when we are encouraged to persevere, when we're encouraged to work hard and when we're praised for working hard rather than praised for intelligence, we take on board a growth mindset. And what that means is, we have limitless capacity to try and so therefore we are inclined to reach a little bit further and that's that whole growth concept we're inclined to reach just that little bit further and then just that little bit further again and then even a little bit further more so and so kids who have a growth mindset when they reach a particular we can hear my next door neighbor's dog (laughs) he's saying hello with with a growth mindset children are more inclined to persevere because they understand or they've taken on board a belief that if they try hard enough they may well be able to overcome challenges as opposed to someone with a fixed intelligence-based mindset who will give up thinking they're not smart enough so do you see the difference there we've got kids who are believing that challenges when they are met can potentially be overcome based on effort versus kids who meet a challenge and believe they can't overcome a challenge because they've internalized a fixed mindset around intelligence so they 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 don't feel smart enough. so there's another, that, that's a really common understanding of mindset. So Carol Dweck's proposition there about fixed versus growth mindset. And as I said, that's really been taken on board by the Australian education system. And children are very much being encouraged to, um, to work from the perspective of growth. So understanding that trying and understanding that perseverance feed into resilience, feed into confidence feed into a positive attitude towards challenge. Now there's another form of mindset that I have done a lot of work on over the last 12 months and it's something that I really do want to share with you today and that is an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Now I've talked about this before in various forums and it is really such a useful tool, if you can call it that, being able to develop an abundance mindset through working through a scarcity mindset. If you recognize that you're often influenced by scarcity, it can be um, a major game changer to be able to work through that, overcome that and take on board, develop an abundance mindset an amazing journey if you're able to, if you're really able to knock scarcity on the head. So what am I talking about there? So a scarcity mindset is um, basically, it's a mindset based on fear and of not having enough. So for example, if you are uh, scarcity driven around friendship, so you fear that there are not enough people like you there are not enough people in your life who can support you you may be inclined to behave in certain ways that are intended to in to attract people to you so you may become a bit of a people pleaser fearful that people won't like you if you don't behave in certain ways and so they will you know leave you and abandon you because of that fear that you have of not having enough love around you or enough friends around you if you have an abundance mindset, on the other hand, you might really believe that there are more than enough people in the world to allow for there to be enough in there somewhere who are bound to like you just as you are. And so the people who don't particularly like you, that's fine. You're not their cup of tea and you're quite relaxed about moving on to you know, the next person at the party that you can talk to who might be you know your cup of tea and, and vice versa. So abundance also influences our behavior in the workplace. Uh, It influences our business decisions, if we're in business. Uh, And scarcity can be quite a limiting variable, especially when it comes to business decisions and financial decisions. So some people with a scarcity mindset, fearful that there's never enough money in the world or enough money in their lives. Now, obviously, When we talk about poverty there is a different set of circumstances at play so we're talking about the average here the average person when we have a scarcity mindset even when we have enough money for our needs to be met we can still be driven by scarcity and fear that influences how we treat our money and how we treat our decisions how we treat our financial Decisions. So, for example, when we feel particularly strapped for cash, we might make the decision to quickly go and spend what we have got so we feel like we've got, so we make ourselves feel better. Have you ever had that experience where you've gone and blown your money? You know that you're struggling to pay your electricity bill or you know that you're struggling to pay your rent. And so you go and blow all your cash to make yourself feel better for five minutes. That's actually a scarcity mindset driving behaviours like that. So whether you haven't got enough money because you're really struggling or whether you even do have enough money coming in to meet your needs but you're blowing all the money that you've got because you feel quite like, what if I never have enough money to have a nice time in my life? That's going to influence your decisions around money, isn't it? The flip side is there will be people who are struggling financially still have can have an abundance mindset so it's counterintuitive isn't it really to think that you could be financially um, watching every penny that comes in and allocating it to you know here's the money for the electricity bills and here's the money for the groceries and here's the money for the school fees and so on and you could still have an abundance mindset how does that work so abundance isn't actually about what you've got it's about your attitude it's about your beliefs and it's about how much you let fear dictate what goes on in your mind, which of course influences what goes on in your life. So an abundance mindset is there is enough to go around. There is enough for everybody and and, there, and it will flow to me in the right time and in the right way. It's not about manifesting. It's not about wishing. It's not about, um, you know, riches and wealth. It's about enough, knowing that there is enough and that there is more than enough to go around. So, you can apply this concept of abundance to having difficulty finding a job. If you're struggling to find the right job for you, if you have a scarcity mindset, you might be inclined to take any job that's offered because you're desperate to get a job. If you have an abundance mindset, you might be more inclined to feel that this is a difficult time for now and in time the right job will come my way if i persist so you can kind of see how a growth set, a growth mindset and an abundance mindset go together so what i'd love you to have a think about is how much you're letting scarcity that fear-driven mindset influence your social behavior influence your working behavior Influence your financial decisions and if you're in business, I would love you to have a think about how scarcity drives your business decisions Do you behave in desperation? Because of a scarcity driven mindset, so this might be on a staffing decision, you know Do you accept absolutely anybody who applies for a job with your company? Because you're desperate to get people on board and you're fearful that there's not enough people out there for the right person to present themselves, so you'll just take anyone who applies. Or you're fearful that that you won't get enough staff for your business, so you'll offer a ridiculous amount of money. And I've I've had a lot of business people around me lately talking about this concept of offering uh, money to prospective employees. When, how much is the right amount? Not just what does an an employment award or an employment law say about what's the right amount of money, but how much is a person worth and in terms of what the business needs, how much is too much, how much is not enough to offer somebody if that person has something that you need as a business owner. So for some people, when scarcity steps into that conversation, we see ridiculous desperate attempts to offer money to attract people to join a business and uh, and yet that might not be what's of value to that particular prospective employee. So having a think about what you're offering beyond money when it comes to attracting employees to your firm. So this is a conversation I've had with a lot of business people lately around, around attracting staff, around retaining staff. Is another question is scarcity driving your decisions around keeping your staff on board or are you offering things that um, are beyond money and do you as an employer have the belief the abundance mindset to know that that staff will come and go there are more than enough people out there to to fill your staffing needs and the right person will come at the right time if you just allow that process to unfold so trusting the process is very much an abundance mindset approach. Running around like a chick with your head cut off, uh, panic driven, is very much a scarcity approach. So have a think about how scarcity influences your your life in terms of working, whether you're a business owner or you're someone looking for work or whether you're you're struggling financially or whether you've got more than enough money really at the end of the day to meet your needs and yet you're still panicking or overspending and that fear of feeding your soul through spending that retail therapy um, how much do you let that disrupt your life is it a problem for you spending money as a form of therapy so I encourage you have a read on, on Carol Dweck's book Mindset she talks a lot about fixed versus growth mindsets there and if you can find some readings around abundance versus scarcity I really encourage you to have a go at journaling my life with you know filled with abundance. If I had everything I need, how would I feel? What would my day look like if I had I didn't have to worry about whether or not I had enough? That's it for me today. Thanks for joining me on Quiet Confidence. This is Dr. Tess Crawley, clinical and forensic psychologist from Australia. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I look forward to talking to you again really soon. Take care for now. Bye-bye.